Welcome to another episode of the Heat Strokes Podcast. Oh, I should have yelled too. Hosted by Brady Cannon. Presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Get ready to experience golf as you've never seen and heard it before. The price is wrong. Through the lens of Brady's experienced eye as he braves the toughest courses in the West under the scorching Las Vegas heat. Your course reviews, expert PGA analysis, and top weekly golf betting strategies are teed up and ready to fire. Here's your starter, Brady Cannon. It is DeadHeatGolf.com, home to the Heat Strokes podcast, presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number 16. I'm Brady Cannon, along with our special guest host and one of the podcast's founding fathers, Mr. Matt Humans of VSIN, the Vegas Stats and Information Network. You can find him on VSIN Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 Pacific time. He is the senior editor and show host over there on the network. You can also follow him on Twitter at MattHumans247. Matt, great to have you back on the program today. The last time you guest hosted, it was for the U.S. Open. And I know at least a couple times you've played some rounds of golf uh, in some pretty intense heat, once in uh, Kapalua, Maui. And then just last weekend, you and I together at the Las Vegas Country Club, where it was a cool 116 degrees, a heat strokes moment for sure, my friend. Yeah, the best thing I can say about my golf game right now is that uh, the heat does not bother me uh, because my <laughs> golf game is not very good. I didn't play too well at Las Vegas Country Club over the weekend. It seems like, uh, you know, when I, and this applies to my golf handicapping, Brady, I always feel like course form, course history is an important element. Every time I go to LVCC, I find bunkers and trees. And on the first three holes at LVCC, bunker, tree, tree, tree. So it was the same story. And um, we're going to talk about some course history today in the British Open, too. But I love playing in the heat. This is the best time of year in Vegas. It's uh, over 110, I think, at least 10 days in a row. Just a perfect weather for golf. Well, that is what the Heat Strokes podcast is all about, of course. And we've got more golf uh, left in us this summer, I know for sure, coming right up. In the show today, in the second part of the show, we will preview the British Open. You mentioned the 151st edition of the Open Championship at Hoy Lake, Royal Liverpool. We also have a golf giveaway contest coming up, a special feature in this week's episode. We will give away a free foursome to the aforementioned Las Vegas Country Club that Matt and I just played this past weekend, a free foursome, and you have to uh, you know, win our contest. We will have four golfers. You need to submit four golfers. We'll take the low cumulative score of those four, your 72-hole winning score, and then you also must name our four premier sponsors. You can do all of that by reaching out to me via direct message on Twitter, at Las Vegas Golfer or at Heat Strokes Pod. We'll get into that a little bit further in the second half of the program when we do our picks for the British Open as well. But Matt, without further ado, let's get into our featured golf course of the week, and that is TPC Scottsdale. You and I were lucky enough to play this course almost exactly two years ago now. We were down there 
on assignment doing a couple of shows for VSIN as DraftKings was kicking off the uh, or celebrating what have you the legalization of sports betting in the state of Arizona. And we were uh, able to sneak in around there at TPC Scottsdale, the stadium course designed by Tom Weiskopf and Jay Morish. It has hosted the Phoenix Open since 1987, a par 71, just under 7,300 uh, yards from the tips. And of course, it's most known for the hundreds of thousands of people that flock to this golf tournament over Super Bowl weekend, year in and year out, the party that is the par 317 pole and the greatest show on grass. I thought the course was really interesting, Matt, and it surprised me. It really was not what I expected. There were some desert waste areas, some very mature trees, I think kind of a combination of desert and traditional styles. The greens were very, very big. They were easy to three putt, but it was nothing really like I expected because I think we're used to seeing this course on TV and you get there and you know it, it's without the grandstands and all the fanfare and everything going on. Uh, but I had a good time out there. I recall a great hot dog at the turn. Um, tell me some of your thoughts about your experience at TPC Scottsdale. You are correct that it's a lot different being on that course and playing it than it is watching on TV. Uh, I had a totally different perception of that course uh, when we showed up and then when we played it, I was like, man, this doesn't feel like the same course you see on TV. When all the fans are there and the stands are set up, it looks a lot different. It's a very good golf course, challenging. Uh, there was, I would say, a handful of holes that I, I think really stood out. That was one of my, Brady, I'm sure one of your highlights of VSIN for a few years there was to go down to TPC Scottsdale. Brian Musburger, Bill Aidy, Brian Rogers sent us down there for the weekend because DraftKings is going to open a sports book. And uh, we got to do a, a show from down there, a show on the road, and that was a, a pretty cool road trip for us to take. Did we do the Long Shots podcast? We just did a regular show down there. I think that's what we did, just a regular show. But it was cool to go down there and host that show right off the 18th green next to the clubhouse and uh, have good memories of going down to uh, Scottsdale. That was a great time for sure, and uh, we were lucky enough to be given that assignment. As far as the golf course, I found the fairways to be a little bit on the narrower side. Um, not much water on the course at all. I think there was only maybe one or two holes that had a water hazard. Uh, I mentioned the putting surfaces being very large, very easy to three putt those greens. Bermuda grass throughout on the fairways and on the greens. I'll tell you one thing, the clubhouse was super nice. That was one of the mm -hmm. nicest bar and lounge areas I've seen in a long time. All kinds of memorabilia on the walls, some history about the 17th hole, a lot of nostalgia, uh, nostalgia and history really adorning those walls of the clubhouse that I found to be pretty darn cool. Just a real solid resort course, I think all the way around, but it is kind of funny, you go there and I think you and I both had expectations and it was much different without everything that is built up to produce that show that is the greatest show on grass when they have the Phoenix Open there. I wonder if you can narrow it down, uh, Matt, you mentioned you liked the handful of holes. Did you have one favorite hole or maybe a few at TPC Scottsdale, the stadium course? Well, Brady, without a doubt, my favorite was the 19th hole uh, because we were, hanging out <laughs> in the bar. we were hanging out in the bar in the restaurant. Oh, you said that's a great area, really nice area in there. And uh, the post round was best. Now, I liked uh, the four closing holes stood out to me, 15, 16, 17, 18. You got a par five. 
par three and then two par fours to finish. And 17, if you catch it right, uh, you can almost drive the green on that one. And par, I think the uh, par four 18th is a challenging hole too because it's lined with bunkers and it's a pretty good finishing hole. But I like those four to finish quite a bit. Uh, talking about 15 through 18, and uh, that was a highlight of the the day for me, at least playing that round, because you get to a point on the uh, back nine and you're thinking, uh, where are the best holes? What are the signature holes here? And then uh, you get the four really good ones at the end, and uh, I think that was the best part of the uh, round that we played. Yeah, and I think also it felt a little bit more familiar. You could kind of see a little bit of resemblance in those holes and what you're used to seeing on TV. For, for my favorite hole, I almost went with 18. Uh, long par four, it's got those church pew bunkers uh, down yeah. the left side of the fairway, very good finishing hole. But instead, I went with number eight, uh, another long par four, and it's also the number two handicap hole. It plays 475 yards from the tips, but the resort tees that we played were about 420. It's a dog leg to the left. You've got a desert waste area and some trees and some bunkering on the left-hand side. I hit a pretty decent drive, but I faded it out to the right a little bit and it set up a really long second shot. I think I hit a four iron to this uphill green uh, that's got a bunker on the right-hand side. I think I hit my best shot of the day to about 15 feet and I rolled it in for birdie. So that why, that's why it really stuck in my memory banks is my favorite hole. A good design too. It kind of asks you to draw the ball off the tee uh, and then take an approach shot up the hill. Definitely a challenging hole, the number two handicap. Uh, but I really enjoyed that one out at TPC Scottsdale, number eight on the front side. Matt, you talked about the nice assignment we had, a nice hotel. We went out to a couple nice dinners. We hung out with our friend Lou Finicaro in that beautiful clubhouse there at TPC Scottsdale. I wonder if you have a favorite, uh, favorite moment from the weekend or the round, a favorite story that you might tell. What I remember most is uh, we stayed in a great hotel. Brady, it was about uh, what, a half mile from the course. Do you remember, was that a Hilton or what was that? That, that hotel Maybe was- Maybe a Marriott? Stand. It might've been a Marriott. Yeah, it was Marriott or Hilton. It was a huge room. I could have lived in that place. And. Uh, <laughs> What made it even better is I had about a, a 10 or 15 minute drive to Portillo's. So about yes. twice a day, I could drive down to Portillo's and hit the drive through and then get back to the hotel and get back to the course. Uh, that was a highlight for me, actually. I don't think I played great golf that day. Like you, I don't remember every shot I hit on the course. Well, I had a four iron in and I rolled in the putt. I don't remember <laughs> all that stuff around. That was two years ago, man. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I did have a good time in the golf course. But uh, yeah, I've got to scout out. If you go back down there, and DraftKings has got a very impressive sports book on a property now, and that was not even being built yet when we were down there. It was this in the planning phase? And Johnny Avello at DraftKings joined us down there uh, in the clubhouse that day. I think it's pretty cool how all this has come together to have that DraftKings book right there at TPC Scottsdale, and that's uh, got to be the highlight of it now. Yeah, the uh, Portillo's mentioned there, combining uh, Matt Eumann's top 10 fast food outlets uh, with the Heat Strokes podcast here. Uh, I didn't expect that. But yeah, no, Portillo's, you introduced it to me, in fact, I believe on the drive home, and I became an instant fan. Uh, my favorite story, however, was towards the end of our round that we were playing. And, and our, our engineer from VEASAN, Ken, was following us around trying to get some good shots for, you know, B-roll and social media and all this different stuff that they were going to use. And he kept trying to find, you know, a longer putt 
that one of us sank that, that he could use. And none of us could hit a putt uh, to save our lives coming down the stretch there. He was with us for probably the last six holes or so. Uh, and not one of us hit a putt uh, of any significant distance. We finally get to the 18th hole. Once again, nobody makes a big putt. So he holds us around for a little bit. By this time in the afternoon, no one was on the golf course. And we start rolling putts from all over the green. And then finally, you just barely missed one from about 40 feet, if I recall. And I think they may have used that on film for the shot. Um, but, you know, it was the end of the day, a long round in August. Uh, if I recall, it, it was about 96 degrees. And I think you used the term, uh, it was a little bit chilly. Uh, that, that's another story we can tell another day. But uh, we were pretty much out of gas at that point, couldn't hole a putt. And, and it was just funny. Under the spotlight of the pressure of being on camera, uh, we could not come through that. Well, on camera or off camera, I haven't made many putts lately. So uh, that's, that's not that surprising you retell that story. I don't think you made a putt outside like 10 feet at the Las Vegas Country Club on Sunday. So I'm not surprised I barely missed. I've had a lot of barely misses as a golf better this year too, Brady, including Robert McIntyre, 101 in the Scottish Open on Sunday, which got that day off to a bad start. We'll talk about the British Open here soon. Yeah, you uh, you were destined for a lousy day uh, last weekend at the Las Vegas Country Club. That was the first thing you told me, that bad beat overnight on Robert McIntyre losing out to Rory McIlroy at the Scottish Open. Uh, the stadium course at TPC Scottsdale, definitely one of the more sought-after golf destinations in the massive Phoenix Scottsdale market. Obviously gets a ton of exposure uh, with the PGA Tour event, the Phoenix Open, taking place on Super Bowl weekend every February. Uh, and it's not cheap. In peak season, it'll cost you about $600. This time of year in the summertime, it'll drop down to about two or $300. You, you might also be entitled to some privileges out there if you are a member of another TPC course across the country. Uh, you can find them online at tpc.com Scottsdale. Or you can also find them on our website, Dead Heat Golf is one of our featured golf courses. And you can give them a call, 480-585-4334, and tell them the fellas from the Heat Strokes podcast sent you. We will take a quick break and be back with our picks for the British Open. But before we do, a quick word from our terrific sponsors, Bascent Realty Group, Las Vegas Advisor, Play Studios, and FootballContest.com. Don't forget about these guys. Football contests are in the air for certain out here in Las Vegas. Circa, the Golden Nugget, the Westgate Superbook, all the signups going on. Use the promo code HEAT at checkout to save $50 when you go to footballcontest.com. We will come back with more of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas in just a moment. When the Heat Strokes crew isn't burning up the hottest golf courses in the country, playing a game we'd all spend a lifetime trying to master, they're doing something just as smoking, but a whole lot easier. They're playing My Vegas Slots. It's a top-ranked, free-to-play mobile app that lets you earn valuable real-world rewards from some amazing partners like MGM Grand, Bellagio, and Norwegian Cruise Line. You can score rooms, great meals, show tickets, and more just for playing. Download My Vegas Slots today from your favorite app store. And if you're anything like Brady and Matt, we know you're going to love it. And that's something you can bet on. 
Have you ever wanted to play in one of the biggest football contests in Las Vegas and win a million dollars or more? At footballcontest.com, find out how to sign up and make your picks through Nevada's most experienced proxy service. You do the handicapping, we do the legwork. And our service is a convenience for both locals and non-residents alike. Over the past decade, thousands have trusted footballcontest.com as their proxy service and have collected winnings of over $10 million. Whether you're a fan of five picks against the spread or survivor pools, footballcontest.com has all the information you need to get started. You pick the winners, we submit your picks. It's that easy at footballcontest.com. Attention all real estate buyers, sellers, and investors. Are you looking for a trustworthy and experienced team to help you navigate the Las Vegas, Southern Nevada market? Look no further than Bescent Realty Group, specializing in residential, commercial, and investment properties. With over nine years of experience in the industry, we have the knowledge and skills to help you find the perfect property or investment opportunity. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, we're committed to providing exceptional service and delivering results. Contact us today to take the first step towards achieving your real estate goals in Las Vegas and Southern Nevada. Call now, 702-339-8052, or go to BescentRealty.com. Want to gamble like the pros? At LasVegasAdvisor.com, you'll find the world's best how-to books, software, and strategy cards featuring blackjack, poker, video poker, tournament play, and of course, sports betting, including 2020 sports betting, Think Like a Pro, which contains an 85-page section on betting golf. And don't forget to check out LVA's famous member rewards coupon book, offering discounts on dining and entertainment, including a buy one, get one for the awesome lobster buffet at the Palms and more than $400 in gambling free play match play and bonus offers up your gambling game today at LasVegasAdvisor.com that's LasVegasAdvisor.com Mandalay Bay comes alive as the fan district the go-to destination for all of fan kind gather here stay here eat here and celebrate here Fans get exclusive food and drink specials and one-of-a-kind experiences loaded with giveaways, photo ops, surprise appearances, and more. And the best part? It's all within walking distance of the stadium. Get the party started or keep the party going at the Fan District. Welcome back to the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino here in Las Vegas. Brady Cannon and Matt Humans with you. And it is time for the 151st edition of the Open Championship taking place at Royal Liverpool in Hoy Lake, England, the final major of the golf season. And Matt, I never know why they got rid of this phrase, my favorite phrase that they used to have with the PGA Championship, glory's last shot. Indeed it is, glory's last shot this weekend across the pond. This will be the third time, Matt, that Royal Liverpool has hosted the British Open in the last 17 years, once in 2006 when Tiger won it, again in 2014 when Rory McIlroy won it. And of course, now we arrive back again in 2023. Uh, it was interesting to see both Tiger and Rory play very positional strategic golf off the tee. Tiger led the field in driving accuracy that week, only famously hit one driver that week. Now, Rory didn't hit too many drivers either, but he did lead the field in driving distance. Uh, the fairway bunkers, extremely penal. The intermediate rough is not too much to scoff at, but if you get too far outside of that, you're going to be in knee-high fescue grass. There's a lot of out-of-bounds to deal with off of these tees. The course has gotten a little longer. Martin Ebert was brought in to do a renovation 
in 2020. He also did some work on Royal Porch Rush, where they held the Open in 2019. It seems, Matt, about the only reprieve the players are going to get this week is they might uh, face a softer golf course with some of the rain that's in the forecast. How did you attack this handicap this week for the final major of the year? Well, you talked about the previous two times the British was played here at Liverpool. You had uh, elite class winners. Tiger and Rory gets about no better than that. Uh, I think link style golf is always a little bit different handicap, and I'm, I lean a little bit more to the European players in these uh, type of tournaments or the guy or the American players or even Australians who have a, a track record of playing well in the British. So some guys can't handle links golf and just don't uh, project well in courses like this. But I think it's going to be windy this week from what I've seen. The wind and the rain is going to play uh, somewhat of a factor. And uh, it's a very similar handicap to the Scottish Open last week when uh, two guys were on my card, Shane Lowry and Robert McIntyre, uh, were right there on the leaderboard. And Terrell Hatton was on my card, too. And Hatton was near the top of the leaderboard on, on Sunday. So I'm looking for a lot of the same things this week in the British Open of Liverpool. And also, I, I don't think driving distance is much of a factor. I was talking about this with our friend Wes Reynolds. Driving accuracy, I think, is a lot more important this week, you got to stay out of that fescue. Uh, and these fairways are, I think, s somewhat narrow. Um, so like you said, Tiger with that two iron, or a lot of times you're just going to leave the driver in the bag. So uh, guys who can hit the fairway off the tee, and it's also a second shot type of golf course, right? So the guys with precision iron play, those are the type of players I'm looking to uh, bet on this week. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I looked at strokes gained approach, strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained around the green, uh, scrambling. And you talk about long iron play, hole proximity from 175 to 225 yards, bogey avoidance, three putt avoidance, and then strokes gained on the par fours from 450 to 500 yards. I did also look at strokes gained putting on slow greens. You know, that's what we have year in and year out at the British Open, they slow those greens down to protect it from the high winds. If you get winds that are too mm -hmm. crazy, it'll blow the ball right off the green if the greens are cut too short and, and roll too fast. Uh, as for the comp courses, uh, I looked at other links designs. You mentioned the Renaissance Club, the Scottish Open. Absolutely, that, that landed on my uh, comp course list this week. Mirfield, Royal Troon, and then also Portrush. I mentioned uh, Ebert did a renovation there at Portrush as well. And then as far as stateside, I looked at Los Angeles Country Club, where they just held the U.S. Open, and then also the Players' Championship, TPC Sawgrass and PGA National, where they hold the Honda Classic. I thought there was a lot of similarities with those two courses as well. Uh, Matt, let us uh, move on to our guest picks. And of course, because it's a major championship, we have two guest contributors this week. And the first one, we begin with our friend Jeff Sherman, one of the best golf odds makers in the world. You can find him at the Superbook here in Las Vegas at the Westgate, and you can follow him on Twitter at Golf Odds. And you know the story with Jeff; he always gets the best number. And uh, some of the some of the some of that is very true here on some of his picks. Uh, Patrick Cantlay at thirty to one; that number's long gone. Uh, probably the best you can find there is uh, maybe twenty or the low twenties. Ricky Fowler a hundred. Now we're all guilty of this. You, you myself, and Jeff all jumped on Ricky uh, a while back. And of course he beat us still with a, with 100 to one. Uh, Justin Thomas, that's an interesting choice. It's 60 to one. 
Minwoo Lee at 66 to 1, Taylor Gooch at 150. That's also a number I don't believe you can find anymore. And then Matthew Jordan, this is an interesting one here. A four-digit play, 1,000 to 1. Matthew Jordan is a member at Royal Liverpool. So Jeff Sherman going with a home game angle here for Matthew Jordan. Um, and then full tournament head-to-head matchups. He's got five of them. Went back to Patrick Cantlay at minus 125 over Shane Lowry. Uh, Cantlay again at minus 140 over Dustin Johnson. John Rahm at minus 125 over Cameron Smith. Xander Shoffley at minus 120 over Colin Morikawa. And Corey Connors at minus 130 over Ryan Fox. So outside of some of the ridiculous numbers that Sherman was able to pluck off, Matt, anything else jump out at you? Yeah, Jeff always gets ahead of the game and gets the best number. You're right about that. And I, you know, I got Ricky Fowler at 65 to one. I thought I was doing okay getting that number. Both you guys got a better number than I did on uh, Ricky. Uh, as far as Jeff goes, there, uh, I, I'm not surprised that Cantley lands on his list. I think Wes Reynolds, our buddy at Vsin, is going to be on uh, Patrick Cantley this week as well. I do not like Justin Thomas at all this week. And I think Jeff even said that he really doesn't like that bet anymore. You know, even JT, I've seen his odds. I think Circa had as high as 70 to one or 75 to one. JT just does not uh, project as a guy who's going to contend here this week. He's, he's had one or two decent performances in the last three months. I think he's a little bit lost. I would be looking to fade JT. Minwoo Lee's interesting. Taylor Gooch has played well on the live tour. Uh, so I can uh, understand some of Jeff's picks here for sure. Well, let's uh, root for Ricky Fowler, and uh, all three of us can get a winner yeah. home. Next up, we go to our friend Ben Coley. He is my go-to guy when it comes to the Open Championship. He is a fantastic golf handicapper and golf writer. He is the deputy head of content for the Sporting Life. You can find his work at SportingLife.com and follow him on Twitter at Ben Coley Golf. Uh, always like to check in with him for the Open Championship, and he's got a handful of outrights. He went with Dustin Johnson. Very interesting here at 35 to 1. That would be half the majors this year won by live golfers. Uh, Shane Lowry, one of your guys, Matt, that you were on uh, last week, he's got Lowry at 30 to 1. Jordan Spieth looking to capture his second Claret jug. He's got Spieth at 33 to 1. Matsuyama at 80 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama at 80 to 1. And then Corey Connors, triple digits here on the Canadian at 100 to 1. Also, some good prop bets from Ben Coley as well. Tom Kim as the top South Korean at plus 250. Victor Hovland as the top continental European at plus 350. Interesting bet there. He'll have to compete against John Rahm. And then Chris Kirk, a top 40 finish at plus 130. And then finally, just one full tournament head-to-head matchup for Ben. He's got Tony Finau at minus 120 over Cameron Young. Anything uh, on Ben's card that jumps out at you? Yeah, Jordan Speed jumps out because I would say middle of this year, middle of this golf year, 2023, I thought Speed was knocking on the door to be a winner. And I was going to play him consistently until he did knock the door down and get the win. It hasn't happened. In fact, Speed annoyed the hell out of me in the U.S. Open a month ago after I watched him miss about five five-foot putts. I couldn't take it anymore. He missed a cut that weekend, and he has not really been playing that well. 
But it's interesting to me that Ben Coley actually comes in on Spieth here at 33-1. to 1. It makes me think that maybe I should put something on Spieth just in case. My instincts were right that he was playing so well a few months ago. Uh, so that's one thing. DJ's a little quiet. You're not hearing a lot of DJ picks these days. But he's got a really good track record in the British Open. So it doesn't surprise me that uh, he comes in on uh, DJ. And, of course, Shane Lowry, one of the guys I like, too. I got a much better number. Lowry at Circa is at 41 to 1. So uh, it's interesting that Ben likes him even at 30 to 1. Yeah, you're exactly right about uh, Spieth and Johnson. Johnson, of course, just finished top 10 at the U.S. Open. Tremendous track record in the British. Jordan Spieth has never missed a cut at the British Open and, of course, has that win at Royal Birkdale. And Ben actually tipped him that year when he won it at Birkdale. Mm -hmm. So Ben trying to get his second uh, successful tip on Jordan Spieth as well. Uh, before we get to your picks, Matt, I, I want to go over our golf giveaway contest once again for our audience. This uh, The winning prize is for a free foursome at the Las Vegas Country Club, one of our golf course sponsors here on the Heat Strokes podcast. Send me a direct message on Twitter at Las Vegas Golfer or at Heat Strokes Pod. You will need to submit four golfers. We will tally the cumulative scores from the four players. All four golfers will need to make the cut for you to be around in this contest. You also need to submit a 72-hole winning score, and then you need to list our four premier sponsors. That'll get you in the dance. We'll see who wins that free foursome at Las Vegas Country Club. Again, send me a direct message on Twitter, at Las Vegas Golfer or at Heat Strokes Pod. All right, it is time for your picks, Mr. Humans. The floor is yours. By the way, how many entries do you think you're going to get for the giveaway? I know Noah Parker from Las Vegas is going to be one guy sends in his plays. Uh, we got over under 30 entries in your free giveaway contest. I think that's a pretty good number. I've already got a few. You know, we, we just kind of teased it on Twitter this morning, and, and some people jumped in right away. Uh, maybe they'll listen to the show first and uh, make sure they know who those sponsors are before they dive back in. <laughs> All right. What I'm going to play this week is uh, Terrell Hatton. I'm coming back with Hatton, even though he's got no top tens in his last 14 majors. Uh, a lot of the statistics for Hatton jump off the page. And uh, you got to think this guy should be winning more often. He's got no wins in the last two years. You got to think that he should be winning more often than he does. He was in contention on Sunday in the Scottish, and he blew up. He's a volatile player. He's got a bad attitude on the course. Uh, reminds me of me sometimes. Uh, but I think Hatton uh, fits this course, and he's playing really well when you're talking about current form. And the number of 27 to 1 is fair. A lot of these bets I'm making at the uh, Circus Sportsbook or the Westgate, where you find the best golf odds in Vegas. Colin Morikawa, 35 to 1. This guy killed me a couple years ago. I had Louis Oosthuizen. Morikawa played probably the best round of his life on Sunday to win the British. That was a Royal St. George's. I'm talking about long iron or just precision iron play in general. Morikawa's got it. And I think his inconsistencies off the tee might not bother him as much uh, this week. He's not going to pull the driver out too often. Uh, when it comes to iron play, a lot of times, Morikawa is compared to Tiger Woods, this guy who's that good when he's on. 35 to 1 on him. Shane Lowry, 41 to 1. Top 20, four of his past five. Top 25 in the Open every year since 2017. And he's won one, obviously, 
And Lowry, as uh, Wes Reynolds described him, is a grinder. I think that's a pretty good description of uh, Lowry. No area of his game is really sensational, but he does grind it out. I think that's what it's going to take this week, and that's a really good number at 41. And previously, bet Ricky at 65 to 1. Bet that about a month ago and uh, probably should have got on it a little bit sooner, but that's great value compared to where Ricky Fowler is right now at around 25 to 1 as a consensus number. And, you know, I threw the obligatory Cameron Young bet in. I had him a year ago at 120 to 1. He finished second by one stroke. He didn't really play well enough. He didn't deserve the win. He's a bridesmaid and never a bride. And eventually this guy's going to surprise everybody and uh, win a tournament. And I say surprise because at this point, I think we expect him to contend but never win. The 75 to 1 on Cameron Young, the odds are floating back up to where I said, okay, I've got to play him. And he has shown a few signs recently, especially in Detroit, of uh, playing, playing a lot better recently. So those are the five players I've got on the futures board as of right now. I don't think I'm going to add much unless uh, you or Ben Coley with the speed pick talk me into uh, adding one more player, one or two more guys. And uh, I know you just played, I believe, one head-to-head matchup, but you also had okay. a, uh, yeah. a a top 10 finish, I believe. Of course, yeah. We're going to get to that now, too. Scotty Scheffler, top 10 finish, a minus 120. At Bet Rivers, if you have access to that, and I don't right now, you can get Scheffler a plus 110 to finish wow. top 10. And this guy is top five in his last seven starts, which is absurd. Somebody be that consistent, but he has not been winning. You know, he's top five in his last seven, but he hasn't been winning. He has not finished outside of the top 12 since the middle of football season last fall. That's how consistent Scotty Shelfer has been. That's outstanding. And uh, if you're betting Shelfer top 10 every week, you can just kick back in your recliner and wait for the ticket to cash. Sometimes even when it looks like he's having a bad week and he's out of it, he makes a big run on the weekend to get right back in it. And he was right there in the Scottish Open over the weekend. So I got to play Scheffler top 10. And again, I'm going back to Shane Lowry. I played him in a matchup. I hate to lay a buck 40, uh, but I do like Lowry over Matt Fitzpatrick. And uh, Fitzpatrick is a guy who, if I ever bet him, he consistently disappoints. He never plays well when I bet on him. Uh, so he'll probably play well this week since I'm betting against him. But I do like Shane Lowry. I think he profiles a lot better this week. So Lowry over Fitz. Yeah, I'm with you on uh, a few of your futures plays there. And, and I also uh, piggybacked with you on the Scotty Scheffler top 10 finish. I, I didn't want to go top 20 because it was like minus 250. And, and that seems yeah. like even more of a rocking chair bet, right? But I didn't want to lay the price. And then I also didn't want to necessarily go top five. So I, I split the difference. Uh, I laid minus 130 uh, for a top 10 finish, but I also did bet him outright to win it at plus 750. And, I, and I've seen as high as eight to one. It, it's kind of been bouncing back for the last few days. I've seen lower than plus 750. I've seen higher than plus 750. Anyway, I settled for that number. Um, you talk about the, the seven straight top five finishes, just unbelievable. 14 straight tournaments where he has gained two or more strokes off the tee and also five straight tournaments in which he has gained six or more strokes on approach. His tee to green game is just absolutely insane right now. If the guy just finds a lukewarm putter, he will probably win this championship. And also, 
I mentioned the correlated courses that I used, uh, one of which was TPC Sawgrass, where of course Scotty just won the Players' Championship back in March. Um, I am also on Tyrrell Hatton with you at 27 to one. You're right, the stats jump off the page. The guy's had a fantastic year. He was second to Scheffler at the Players' Championship back in March. If you look since 2015 on all the rounds of Lynx golf that Terrell Hatton has played, it's 113 rounds. And during that time, he has gained 1.7 strokes on Lynx golf courses. Uh, he's got a fourth at the Honda Classic. He was sixth at Portrush in 2019. He was fifth at Troon in 2016. You know, I struggled with uh, either Hatton or Xander Shoffley. And they ended up going with Hat. We'll see if uh, that one gets home for us. Colin Morikawa, I'm with him, uh, with you as well on him at 30 to one, uh, fifth on tour uh, on the PGA Tour in driving accuracy. You mentioned the iron play over the last 36 rounds. He is third in this field for strokes gained approach. He comes off of that playoff loss at the Rocket Mortgage, and you know it's kind of been an up and down year for Colin Morikawa. But if you look what he's done in the majors, 10th at the Masters. 26th at the PGA and 14th at the U.S. Open. Could be uh, the right trend here for him to uh, knock one down at Hoy Lake. Uh, Justin Rose at 60 to one. And you know this as well as anybody, Matt, the British Open is your favorite major. It's not uncommon for 40-year-old something guys to win this championship. Length is not as big as a factor here at this major as it is for uh, the three others. And Justin Rose is not a terribly long hitter but he's especially accurate off the tee. He's a tremendous bunker player, maybe the best sand player in this entire field. Uh, he has got great touch on the greens and he's a wonderful mid and long iron player. He finished 23rd here at Hoy Lake in 2014. He was 22nd at uh, Troon in 2016 and 20th at Portrush in 2019. Also, he finished sixth at the Players' Championship. He's got three top 10 finishes at the Honda Classic. He won Pebble Beach, of course, earlier this year. He, he really has a lot of boxes checked here for me. Um, this will be his 20th British Open played, and experience certainly matters at this championship. Another guy that I think is along the same lines here is Adam Scott. I played him at 80 to 1. I've seen as high as 100 to 1. This is his 23rd Open championship. He has five top 10 finishes, including a runner-up in 2012. He's won the Players' Championship and he's won the Honda Classic. Last 36 rounds, he is 15th in this field for strokes gained off the tee and also on the par fours, measuring 450 to 500 yards. He's finished top 10 at this course in both editions, the 2006 edition when Tiger won and also in 2014 when Rory McIlroy won. Adam Scott finished top 10 in both of those British Opens. Uh, I'm, I'm on Ricky Fowler with you and Jeff as well. I got 80 to one. I bet this one before the U.S. Open. And I tell you what, I don't really mind it. If you can still find something out there better than 25, uh, I'm not totally against still playing Ricky Fowler at a lower number. And, and it doesn't matter that we got these great numbers unless they cash. Let's see if we can root them home. Of course, he finished runner-up to Rory McIlroy in 2014. Uh, he is also both one and finish runner-up at the Honda Classic and the Players' Championship. Uh, since 2015, he's played 66 rounds on Lynx golf courses and gained 1.58 strokes on the field. Over the last 36 rounds, he is sixth in this field for strokes gained approach and second for strokes gained around the green. 
Hideki Matsuyama, I land on him, as does Ben Coley. I got him at 90 to 1, 39th here in 2014, two top 20 finishes in the open, and also took sixth at one of my correlated courses, Mirfield. Three times he has finished in the top 10 at the Players' Championship. And over the last 36 rounds, Matsuyama, seventh in this field for strokes gained approach, 15th for strokes gained around the green, fourth in hole proximity from 175 to 200, 14th from 200 yards or more, and fourth in bogey avoidance. And then finally, my one triple-digit bomb, Siwoo Kim at 165 to 1. You know, this is a trend that I think does make some sense. Eight of the last 10 Open champions have had a win uh, earlier in that same season. Of course, Siwoo Kim won the Sony Open in Hawaii back in January. He's also got two top 10 finishes at the Players' Championship, including a victory. He is 12th in this field for strokes gained off the tee over the last 36 rounds, 14th on the par fours from 450 to 500 yards, and 28th in strokes gained approach. And then finally, my head-to-head -head matchups, full tournament head-to-head -head matchups. I played four of them. Thorbjorn Olesen at minus 120 over Rasmus Hoygaard. And uh, Matt, that's a big favorite that our buddy Wes Reynolds will also be on that one. The European tour expert he is. Siwoo Kim at minus 120 over Sahith Degala. Justin Rose at plus 117 over Matt Fitzpatrick. You and I both going against uh, Fitzpatrick there. And then Xander Schauffele at minus 140 over Shane Lowry. So uh, a little bit long-winded there, uh, a pretty full card with eight outrights and four head-to-heads. Uh, like I say, if we can get Ricky Fowler home, everybody's happy. Yeah, that speech by you was actually longer than Abe Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, believe it or not. Cash That's that ticket. <laughs> uh, Ricky, Fowler, uh, Ricky Fowler won in Detroit. I misspoke when I was talking about Cameron Young playing well in Detroit. That was actually in the John Deere when he was top 10. But Fowler winning in Detroit has definitely uh, decreased the odds value that you're going to get if you're late to the party on Fowler here in the British Open. I was actually hoping he would, Ricky would not win before he got to the British, and this would be his breakthrough. But he got the breakthrough in Detroit. I like your plays. Uh, they look pretty good. Uh, let's get a winner this week or two. Well, you, you know what time it is, and that is time uh, for our Pizza Money Play of the Week, sponsored by Dom DeMarco's Pizzeria in Bar in the Summerlin area right here in Las Vegas. And you and I both have a Pizza Money Play this week. I'll get to mine first here. The 72-hole winning score, I'm going under 267.5, and, and that means your winner will have to finish at 17 under par or better. If you go back to the last two Opens played at Hoy Lake, your winning scores were 17 and 18 under par. Now it's a little bit different because the course is no longer a par 72, it's a par 71. So it'll be more difficult to get to those numbers. But if you look at the competition that Tiger beat in 2006, it was not very good. And it wasn't a whole lot better in 2014. Matt, I think you can argue that this British Open is maybe the most competitive field in the history of major championship golf. This field is so loaded. You've also got a soft golf course with all this rain. The wind does not look too brutal, 10 to 15 miles an hour, pretty normal, steady seaside breezes. Uh, this is one of the yeah. easier courses on the British Open Rota. I think these guys are going to be able to score, and I think they can get to 17 or better to win this tournament. Yeah, it's the best field uh, we've seen in a while, especially because it does not include Sergio Garcia. So that's a big There positive. you go. Even better. 
You know, Brady, with pizza money plays, I think people like long shots. They want a chance to bet a little bit and win a lot. Last week at the Scottish Open, I had Grant Forrest. I gave out on v Sin at 400 to 1 at Circuit. And Forrest was on the leaderboard. He actually ended up tied for 11th, but he was very competitive last week. I'm going to take a couple bombs here, a quarter unit each, so you don't have much exposure. Like I said, this is a pizza money play. And uh, I'm going with Denny McCarthy, who's an elite putter. And I think that's going to matter this week. Short game, putting. Is going to be emphasized that Denny McCarthy's in really good form. 140 to 1 on McCarthy. And I'm going with an Australian too, Lucas Herbert, a former Irish Open champion at 185 to 1. So a couple of uh, long shots there for the Dom DeMarco's Pizza Money Play of the Week for me. And uh, Brady, I talked to Dom DeMarco's owner, Al Scalliott, last night, and uh, he's got some good things working. And uh, we've got to get back out there soon for a Sunday night. Well, let's cash these tickets and uh, go get some Dom DeMarco's pizza. Indeed. Uh, that is going to do it for this episode of the Heat Strokes podcast presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino here in Las Vegas. Don't forget to submit your golf contest giveaway picks. Hit me up on Twitter via direct message at Las Vegas Golfer or at Heat Strokes Pod. In case you need to revisit all the picks and all the information from the show, it'll be up shortly on our website at Dead Heat Golf and also wherever you get your podcasts. A little later this evening, it'll be up on my YouTube channel, at Heat Strokes Podcast. Please give us all the likes, the reviews, and all the love on the social media. I want to thank our crew, Tom Catlin on video, Jeremiah Crow from Green Roll Media on the audio, and Trifco on the creative design. Also want to thank our guest host, Matt Humans from VSIN. Catch his show Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 Pacific time with our friend, Wes Reynolds, and our very special guest contributors, Jeff Sherman of the Westgate Superbook. Follow him on Twitter at Golf Odds and the great Ben Coley at Ben Coley Golf on Twitter. We will be back this same time next week to review another golf course and also give out our picks for the 3M Open in Minnesota. And stick around for just a moment here. We'll give you all the information on how you can find and follow us. I do recommend checking out TPC Scottsdale, everybody. I think you'll be surprised. It's always fun to play a golf course that you can watch on TV. Enjoy, of course, the 151st edition of the British Open at Royal Liverpool. Let's cash some tickets. And Matt, please remind everyone to... Brady, as we speak right now, it's a 111 degrees here in Vegas. It's expected to get to 115 on Saturday when we plan to go to Red Rock Country Club, so let's stay hot. You've been dialed into the Heat Strokes Podcast with Brady Cannon. Presented by Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. And produced in conjunction with Green Roll Media. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Subscribing to the show on YouTube is easy. Just search Heat Strokes Podcast. Follow us on social media at Las Vegas Golfer and at Heat Strokes Pod. If you like what you heard, please follow, like, and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify today. Good luck out there sinking birdies at Cash and Tickets. Cash and Tickets. We'll see you next week.